like the younger brother didn't. So when the son came back home to be restored, he says, your son's back. Huh? We're rebellious, we're self-righteous. We don't have faith. We don't want to walk in obedience. And that's not good. Shalom, everyone. Praise y'all for you all joining us today on Facebook, uh, YouTube, Podbeans, and uh, iTunes. Praise the Most High. Feast of Trumpets is Monday. Started Sunday night. For, for you all who, are, who, who haven't already observed it, we have some people who have already observed it. But for us, it starts Sunday night until Monday, September 30th. Hallelujah. Which actually, Sunday night is really the first day. It's really September 30th from y'all's perspective from, the, from that calendar. Anyway, so praise y'all for you all. Today we're going to talk about uh, the new covenant. We did, we did it today with the new covenant or the rule of Desh or the... Um, the the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we're going to pray. We're going to get right into y'all's word. Hallelujah. Praise y'all. Y'all, we thank you for your mercy again. Thank you for your goodness. This is the Feast of Trumpets, Yom Teruah, that we're celebrating today. And we praise you. We're going to shout, praise your name, blow the shofar. Hallelujah. And praise you for being so good to us. Praise you for delivering us, for bringing us to a place in you, to learn who you are, to know who you are. We praise you for that. We ask of you, y'all, to increase our trust in you. For we know that your word says that trust comes by hearing and hearing by your word. So I ask of you, help us to increase in our trust, to walk in obedience, to, to take heed to your word, to let your word be precious to us as in the days of Samuel, when, when, your, when your word was precious and then fall to the ground. We thank you and we glorify you for being so good and so awesome and amazing. So we just glorify you in Yeshua HaMashiach's name. Amen. So, amen. So we're dealing with, uh, we're going we're gonna to go to Jeremiah 31, 31. We're dealing with the um, new covenant. Uh, the adversary, the, the word says that the adversary would, would deceive the whole world. And uh, he has. Most people think the new, the new Testament is the new covenant. And the scriptures don't say that. You know, scriptures don't say anything about the, about the, the new Testament being the new covenant. You know, so we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna see what, what, what the new covenant is. We have the, the adversary that speaks through a lot of false teachers who tell us that we no longer have to follow Torah. But we do have to follow Torah. Yeshua says in Matthew 5, uh, beginning in verse 17 through 19, he said, Do not think I have come to abolish the Torah. I have not come to abolish, but to complete or to fulfill. The word fulfill is, 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 is the Greek word play rule, which means to bring to a fullest measure. If Yeshua has not come to abolish it, then he, he, he wouldn't make sense to say, I haven't come to abolish it, but to complete it, or, or, but to finish it. He, he didn't say that. He, he said that not one word of the Torah uh, would be void, but everything that, 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 that everything that is said to happen has to happen, and everything that has to happen from Yah's perspective has not happened. So that means the Torah is in full effect to this day. And when Yeshua came to redeem us, and He redeemed us from the curse of the law, the curse of the law, the law is not curse. The curse of the law is death. That's the curse of the law. The curse of the law is death. The curse of the law. And the wages of sin are both the same thing, death. But Yeshua HaMashiach, our Redeemer, <coughs> our Messiah, has redeemed us from death by forgiving us of intentional sin and unintentional sin. And he has purified our consciousness from dead works 
So he didn't tell us we ain't got to follow Torah. We have to follow Torah. But the adversary through, through false teachers and through people's emotions would tell us we don't have to follow, follow Torah. But listen, you, won't, you, you cannot even enter into the kingdom of Yah if you don't do what, what your Father in heaven wants. Yeshua says this in Matthew uh, 7 chapter. That everybody that says, Lord, Lord, would not enter into the kingdom of heaven. But only those who do what my Father wants. So we got to think about that. We got my, my, my advice to a lot of you all who are listening or who are listening in the future is for you to read your Bible. Pick up the scriptures and study it for yourself. Of course, y'all will give you teachers. And listen, it's okay to ask your teachers hard questions. They need to be asked hard questions. And if we can't give you the answer then, give us enough time to go look and study to bring you an answer back. But don't be afraid to ask questions. There's no stupid question in the kingdom of heaven. Because if you got a question and it's on your mind, then it's important. Regardless of how ignorant or crazy or foolish it sounds to somebody else, we don't let people define us and be afraid to ask questions because we don't want nobody to be offended. They got to be offended because you have questions, you should be able to ask those questions. And I don't mean questions in doubt or unbelief, but asking the Father who you are, who am I? It's an important question. That's very important. You know, you got people right now that the adversary is trying to stuff the mouth of other people to, to, to not identify a boy with a boy as a boy and a girl as a girl. So now when you when the little boy asks, who am I? It's offended telling he's a boy. But let me explain. If you are a male like me, you don't have a uterus. If you are a female, you don't have a prostate. A prostate. And if you don't have a prostate, then guess what? You are a, uh, if you have a prostate, you are a man. Uh -huh. And if you have a uterus, you are a woman. It, 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 and, and you can you can say, well, this is how I feel inside. Well, you could be feeling wrong. You know, you 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 could be feeling wrong. If you are a man, you have male genitals. You may feel like a woman, but believe me, you are a man. You're not a woman. If you have a, if you if you are a woman, you have female parts. Or or let me just be frank. If you are a woman, you have breast, and you can produce milk out of your breast. Then you're not a man. If you can have a baby, you ain't a man. Now, getting a sex change and you being able to grow hair on your, on your face don't qualify you to be a man. What qualifies you to be a man is that the most high made you to be a man. And if you are a woman, the most high make you to be a woman. How you feel inside don't matter. Sometimes I feel like a nut. Sometimes I don't. Almond Joy has nuts. Man, I don't. No matter how you feel, it matters what y'all's words say. And his word is, has preeminence. It's above everything else. And so, so because you got people who say, well, I was born this way. Well, well, well let, me, let me say this. If you were born that way, then the Most High is a liar. And he is not a liar. He is not a man that he should lie. He don't tell lies. You know, if he says that a man should not lay with a man, ask like with a woman, then, that, then he means that. So he would not make you to be something he don't want you to be and then judge you for being what he called you to be. That's unjust. He's a just God. He's righteous and holy. And he's mo the magnificent most high. So he wouldn't put you in, in that kind of situation. The word says he don't tempt man with evil. And he, and he cannot be tempted. So you can't go on how you feel. The adversary wants to deceive you and cause you to go astray. And listen, the adversary is trying to deceive the whole world. Yeshua said, if it's all possible, the very elite can be deceived. So my advice is to humble yourself. Submit yourself under the mighty hands of the Most High. Pray without ceasing. Get in your word. Seek his face. And he'll show you who he is. Because the adversary don't care. But the devil don't care about us. If the devil can get in a man's mind, make him drive an airplane to a building, he can care less about people. If he can make a man molest a, molest a little girl or a woman molest, molest a little boy, 
or the same sex, he don't care about you. If he can convince a man to go into your into your womb and pull a baby out and kill that baby, he don't care. So you can't be deceived and think the adversary is your friend. Your enemy can never be your friend. Your enemy is your enemy. And don't be deceived to think that your enemy who won, who got that big old knife in his hand is going to put it down and shake your hand. He might just stab you with it first. He will. And you, we, we got to know these things. So anyway, we're going to deal, we're going to be dealing today with uh, the renewed covenant. Hallelujah. So we're going to be, we're going to read from Jeremiah 31. Um, we, we, we're going to be reading Jeremiah 31, beginning at verse 31. Say here, the days are coming, says Yah, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. It would not be like the covenant I made with their fathers on the day I took them by their hands and brought them out of the land of Egypt. For they, for their part, violated my covenant, even though I, for my part, was a husband to them, says Yah. Now here it is. For this is the covenant. Now this is what he said. For this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says Yah, I will put my Torah, some of y'all's versions say the, my law, my Torah, my law within them and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer will any of them teach his fellow community member or his brother. Know Yah, for all will know me. From the least of them to the greatest, because I will forgive their wickedness and remember their sins no more. So let's go to Hebrews 8. Because people might, somebody might be saying, why, why is he always going to the Old Testament? Because it's not old. Don't allow, listen, let me, let, me, let me say this. The power to define is the power to determine destiny. So if you can let somebody or something define you, they can always determine your outcome. Man is the one who causes the Old Testament, not Yah. Yah causes his word. He owns his word above his name. So because somebody calls it old, don't make it old. Does not make it obsolete. But they can do a play on words to, make, to, to, to say it's old to make you think it no longer has effect. But it's not old. It's the word of Yah. So, but let's let's go to to to, to uh, what we call the so-called New Testament to um, Hebrews eight, and I'm going to begin at um at verse at verse eight. Hebrews eight and eight says this: For God does find fault with the people when He says, "See, the days are coming," says Yah, when I will establish over the house of Israel and over the house of Judah a covenant. It would not be like the covenant which I made. With their fathers on the day when I took them by their hand and led them forth out of the land of Egypt. Because they, for their part, did not remain faithful to my covenant. So I, for my part, stopped concerning myself with them, says Yah. For this is the covenant which I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says Yah. This is the covenant. I will put my Torah mm -hmm. on their, in, in their minds. And write it on their hearts. Now, now that word mind, whenever you look in the scriptures and you see the word mind, it also it also is referring to the heart to the heart. Levav, where your heart and your mind come into agreement. Your, your mind is your heart. Your heart is the place where you think. For example, people always want to say, Well, you know, well, well, well God know my heart. And they say this out of trying to justify themselves for sinning. They do something wrong with God know my heart. Well, yeah, yeah, he know he knows your heart. He says your heart, your mind is desperately wicked, more than the sick. 
your heart can your heart can 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 lead you astray because your heart can speak to you. Your mind can speak if you are married and tell you to go commit adultery. Your 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 heart can speak and tip you to steal. Your heart can speak and and tell you to lie. You should know your heart. You shouldn't put no confidence in yourself. The word says put no confidence in your own nature, in your own self. So, but anyway. He said, it says that I will, I will put my Torah in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their Elohim, their God, and they will be my people. None of them will teach his fellow citizens or his brothers, saying, Know Yah, for all will know me, from the least of them to the greatest, because I will be merciful toward their wickedness and remember their sins no more. So we understand that the covenant, the, the renewed covenant that Yah is giving us is... um. It's him putting his word on our hearts and him bringing us, him reaching out to us, causing us to come into relationship with him. That's the new covenant. Now, 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 now what, what, what is the seal of this new covenant? Well, the Ruach HaKodesh is the Hebrew word. The English word is the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit is not here like we think in some of our churches to make us speak in tongues like we think tongues are. You know, you know, you got you have so many people who don't read the scriptures, so they think that when they have the Holy Spirit, they go and they think that doing that is, is saying they have the Holy Spirit, but that's not what the scriptures say. You know, for example, when I, 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 used to, I used to work for the school system in 2000, in, in 2000, 2001, and I had a guy that worked with me, and this guy was a homosexual, he, 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 was, he was gay, and so he would. Speaking tongues. He'd be at work quick. Oh, but he was a homosexual. Now, according to the scripture, he can't be had a Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit, the rural Kakodesh, convicts the world of sin. And it leads and guides us into all truth. Now, now what is sin? Sin is violation of the Torah, according to 1 John 3. And what is truth? The truth is Yah's word. So the Holy Spirit convicts us so that we will not violate Yah's word. And it leads us into his word to learn his character, who he is. Now in his word in Leviticus 18 and 19, it says that a man should not lay with a man and with a woman. So if you, if you have the rule of Hakodesh and you are a homosexual and you're not convicted by, by the spirit of that word, then you may not have the Holy Spirit. Because it, and, and, and I'm not being judgmental. I'm not trying to be harsh, but I have to tell the truth because we, we cannot continue to dwell in sin. People are, are, are don't, do, do not have a clear understanding of sin. When you read Numbers 15, because listen, the adversary can tell us well, we ain't got to follow Torah. And once you, once you receive what he says and you believe that, then the Torah becomes obsolete. And it has no effect in your life. But if you reject what the adversary says and you have an understanding that we are to follow Torah, then you know that in Numbers 15, it talks about sin. And it splits it up. It, it says that if a man sins inadvertently by mistake and he comes to the knowledge of that sin, then he to give a sacrifice and y'all will forgive him. Because he's done it out of ignorance. So that's one, one type of sin is sinning out of ignorance. Sinning by mistake. Doing something that, that you don't know is better. That, that you don't know is wrong. Now a mistake, listen. Adultery, stealing, not under the Sabbath, eating unclean foods, those are not mistakes. 
those are things you have to think about before you do. So those are what we call intentional sin. And, and, and y'all speaks about that in Numbers 15. When he talks about intentional sin, he said that, that, that your gift is upon you. you. You'll be judged by that. And he gave the example of a man gathering sticks on the Sabbath. And he was found gathering sticks. They take him to Moshe. Moses prays to the Most High. The Most High says to stone him. And then he tells Moses to make a zit and put a thread of blue in it. And the zit are for Israel to remember throughout their generations and they remember the commands of Yah. So, and that's sinning intentionally. It's, so it's two kinds of sin. So if you are sinning on purpose and you know that you should not be doing this, you may want to check yourself because you may not have the rule of HaKodesh. You may not be in this new covenant as you say. Going to church, whether you want to, you know, whether you want to call yourself a Sunday Christian or not, that don't mean anything. Going to church don't make you saved. Honoring the Sabbath, coming here and listen to me, does not make you born again. It's your faith in the Messiah. It's your denying your own self-interest. It's you saying no to you. Submit yourself to the will of Yah to shoot or turn from your sins and turn them back to him and follow his ways and getting rid of your emotions and how you feel. And many people do not want to do that. It's kind of tough for people to say no to themselves. It's easy for a person to say yes to themselves. And that's not that's not so good. So and I'm, we're going to do it today with saying no to you and following this new this new covenant, having the seal of Yah on you. So that you can really have power. So you can really walk in truth. So you can really walk in strength. Many of us, we, we need to grow up. Because listen, there's a lot of you who have questions. And you're asking questions, but you're not getting good answers. There's a lot of you who won't ask questions. But the rule of HaKodesh will convict you. Will lead you and guide you into all truth. And will help you go forward. Now, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get ready to celebrate uh, young to rule. So I'm going to go to this this book, and then we're going to get rid of the end. We're going this going to be a short one today. But listen to this, Acts two. When you go to Acts two, and um, and you see uh, Simon Peter and the other disciples, right? The other Talmudim. On the festival of Shavuot arrived, and all the believers gathered together in one place. Suddenly there came a sound from the sky, like the roar of a violent wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then they saw what looked like tongues of fire, which separated and came to rest on each one of them. They were all filled with the rule of Kakodesh and began to talk in different languages as the Spirit enabled them to speak. Now, there were staying in Jerusalem religious Jews from under every nation under the heaven. And when they all heard this sound, a crowd gathered. They were confused because, why was they confused? Not because they was going, that's not why they were confused. They were confused because, because each one heard the believer speaking in his own language. Totally amazed, they asked, how is this possible? Are all these people who are speaking from the Galil? How is it that we hear them speaking in our native languages? We are Parthians, Medes. Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Yehuda, Cappadocia, Pontius, Asia, Phygeria, Pamphylia, Egypt, the parts of Libya near Cyrene, this, and, and Libya in Africa? Yes. Okay, I just want to just, just push. Okay. Uh, near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, Jews by birth, and proselytes, Jews from Crete and from Arabia. 
How is it that we hear them speaking in our own languages about the great things that Yah has done? Amazed and confused, they all they went on to asking each other, what can this mean? But others made fun of them and said, they've just had too much wine. They, they, they drunk. Then Kepha stood up with the eleven and raised his voice to address them. You Judeans, and all of you stand here in Jerusalem. Let me tell you what this means. Listen carefully to me. The people aren't drunk as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken about through by the prophet Joel. Yah says, in the last days, I will do what? Pour out my spirit upon everyone. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my slaves, both men and women, will I pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I'll perform miracles in the sky above and, and signs on the earth below, blood, fire, and thick smoke. The sun will become dark, the moon blood, before the great and fearful day of Yah comes. And then whoever calls on the name of Yah will be saved. So what were they doing? They were prophesying. So, so what they were doing was speaking forth the word of Yah. So the, so, so the rule of Hakodesh, it said that was in his room. A mighty wind came in. Tons of fire came. They, it landed on each one of them, right? And they began to speak out the word of Yah in other languages. So, 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 so what, what was happening was they were being filled with the Ruach HaKodesh that were being sealed into the new covenant or, 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 or the covenant of Yah putting this Torah on their hearts, on their what? Mind. Yah says this in the last days, I will put my Torah on their what? On their mind. Your mind is not this thing in your chest. Your heart is not the one in your chest going beat, 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 but your heart is your mind. So Yah came in the room and put his word on the mind of his time of being, and they began to speak it out. And when they spoke it out, people from everywhere was amazed because they was wondering how is it possible they're speaking these great things that Yah has done. That's the sign of the Holy Spirit. Not going around quaking and shaking, coming to that old shade, rolling all on the floor, getting up and have no deliverance. It's a shame that we act fools in our congregations and we, and we want to sit here and pray with the Most High but, but, but say out of our own mouth that we need Him in our life. If you need Him, you will submit yourself to Him. You are not your own self-interest. You will stop fighting against Him. Some of us are like the Apostle Paul, Shaul. We're kicking against the pricks. When we see truth, we, we see somebody like Stephen coming around, we hold the coast on the people who killed Stephen because we don't like what's going on. But we got to learn how to humble ourselves. Or we need to ask the Most High for some of us to have that same experience that the Apostle Paul had when he was knocked off his high horse, knocked off his beast for kicking against the pricks. And, uh, and Yeshua made him blind, which showed him a, gave him a physical, a physical illustration to a spiritual truth that many of us are blind to the things of Yah because we're operating out of our own opinion. We're going on our own religious mindset instead of submitting ourselves to try to examine Yah's word for what it's really worth. When you begin to see Paul teach his, in his scriptures, he began to explain how Hamashiach was, was, was shown to us in Tanat when he got past himself. When he got past his own, his own mindset, his own thought process. So the renewed covenant today, part one, is Yah's spirit on the inside of you. Causing you to come into relationship with him. Causing you to, to be born again. 
as you should by your trust and then walking out the ways of Yah. If you if you look at Acts 15, when, 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 when Paul came to James or Yaakov, who was the head of the church in Jerusalem, and he and, and, and the Gentiles were being saved, there were five things that that that, 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 that they said to do. Well, let's read it, because I don't want to give y'all my opinion. The people be saying, man, he, he think he know everything. I don't, I don't think I know a lot. Most of the time when, I, when I'm teaching to you, it's the rule of cockroach that's bringing to my mind what I got to say out of my mouth. Because I can't remember this on my own. Believe me that. Believe me. Hallelujah. So now, listen to this. We got to follow Torah. Acts 15, 19 says this. Therefore, my opinion is that we should not put obstacles in the way of the Gentiles. We should not put obstacles in the way of the Gentiles. Who are turned to Yah. Instead, we should write them a letter telling them to abstain from things polluted by idols. One, from fornication. From what is strangled and from blood. For, for from the earliest times... Moshe has had in every city those who proclaim him with his words being read in the synagogue every Shabbat. So tell them to abstain from these things right here because every Shabbat they're going to learn Torah. <laughs> and they begin to grow into the things of Yah. But stop doing these things right here first. And then they're going to learn Torah. So my advice to you all is find you someone who is teaching the word of Yah and understand what Yah's word is so you can begin to live a life that's pleasing to him. Your, your money can't buy you eternal life. Your money can't buy you into the kingdom. Who you know doesn't qualify you as far as who you know on this earth outside of Yeshua HaMashiach. Your, your reputation, none of, none of those things help you get into this kingdom except you be sealed in this renewed covenant. Have this rule called death. But you first have to have Yeshua HaMashiach because you can't have the Ruach HaKodesh without Yeshua HaMashiach. Yeshua is the one that gave his life on the behalf of all mankind to the Jew first and equally to the Greek. So we have to turn from our sins. We have to begin to submit to the will of the Father and begin to ask the Most High to help us. To help us walk in the ways of Yah. To help us to be obedient to the things of Yah. So praise Yah. Father, we thank you for your mercy. That's just my... My uh, part one, I know I know it was short today, but we 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 we, we want to celebrate um, Yom Teruah with, with shouting and fellowship, and um, so we pray that you all are also celebrating Yom Teruah where you are with shouting, blowing the shofar, with fellowshipping, with praising Yah, because He is awesome, He is good, Amen, Hallelujah, Yah. We thank you for your mercy, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your loving kindness. We ask you, Yah, to help us to walk in your ways, to understand what the renewed covenant is by having your rule Hakodesh, by being sealed in it, by walking in obedience, by being convicted of our sins, and by learning your truth, Yah. We thank you and we praise you in Yeshua's name. Amen. Shalom, everyone.